I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time I'm skipping through them, I'd rather listen and change my mind Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time I'm skipping through them, I'd rather listen and change my mind Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind Yeah Football is getting just as long and boring as baseball, Nick. Change my mind. I cannot change your mind, Wes, because I feel the Damn same. It, Nick. I feel the same way. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's. But the thing is, I don't find baseball boring. I think football is boring. I have fallen asleep watching football games that I'm not at when I'm covering the Patriots. I'm actually not upset that I'm not going to be there every day this every home game this year. Yeah, you'll be there though. I will not be actually, as it turns out. So oh. a little bit of breaking news. Oh wow! Uh, but there, there was an issue with coverage of uh, my parking passes on behalf of my uh, job. Oh. And uh, the Patriots aren't willing to send it to my house or um, dropping them off at the nearby hotel, which you can pick up uh, in emergency bases. They're just for emergency bases. Uh-huh. Um, so, unfortunately, this year I will not be. Well, you you know, you could ask Tim, too, because Tim's going to be going still. Oh, Tim is going. Tim is going, it turns out. Uh, well, it's okay. You know, you're already, you're already, yeah. you're already I've at already that point. I've already made up my mind with it, so... <laughs> I can totally understand that. And I was also told that there is a free parking lot uh, somewhere around Gillette Stadium if you're willing to like, stick around for like an hour or so after the game, which, of course, I would be. Yes. Uh, but I, I haven't really looked into that either. Yeah. I'm just, I've just resided to the fact that I, I'll be watching from home, which I'm perfectly okay with. But you're right, though, Wes. Football has gotten – has run into a lot of problems. It's, you know, it's – you know, the, the old saying, as Mark Cuban liked to say – Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. Oh, yeah. Genius statement, in my my opinion. 100%. But I think that's true, because you have so much stoppages between play. And, and playoff football is great, obviously, because everything so, is everything's riding great. on every play. Right. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah, loves course. it. I mean, it doesn't matter what playoffs is. Everybody's pretty much interested in the big four sports. Exactly. But, you know, there's so much downtime between plays. Now they're, now they're incorporating more and more. Uh, replay involved there's commercial breaks involved and this doesn't happen as much so much anymore but I just remember uh, touchdown commercial extra point commercial kickoff touchback commercial three it's, and out commercial you know that's mm-hmm. kind of how it is or if you come back one play two minute warning commercial you know that's why for a long time I've just been like why does everybody like lose their mind over football and say how oh, it's like it's fast and all this yeah the game plays fast but there's so much stoppage in it. I, I mean, and I'm the, I'm the la- I'm like when d- people complain about David Price and how slow he is, I'm the last person to complain about it. I will sometimes. Are, are you a slow pitcher? No, I was not. I, I was at one point because I thought it was a strategic advantage, and then I realized no, when I work quick, these guys just don't get comfortable in the box. Yeah. And then hitters were trying to slow me down. But no, I mean, I it, it, I can understand how it's annoying, but it's like this is it's not just baseball where this happens. It happens in football too, where it takes forever mm-hmm. sometimes, and at games too. I don't. I, I will say I feel like at games, because we're te- tweeting all the time, 
it doesn't always feel as slow. Right. When I'm at home just watching, then it's like, eh, it is a little slow because I'm not always tweeting. And then you get the TV delay. This is real, like, uh, you know, first world problems. I was complaining about what life is like inside the Patriots press box. Mm. But, you know, you have the, the real gameplay and then you have the 15 second delay on the camera or on the TV. So you're kind of watching between plays what's going on if you're like, you know, don't have your binoculars like real uh, right. you know, reporter hardos do. Ooh, yeah, like Tim. I shouldn't make fun because that's actually like a really smart thing to do yeah, you can make fun of him while you want. Yeah. he's not here to defend yeah. himself i like I just that. generally i think I, I just uh am mad that i don't have uh binoculars to do that i just refuse to invest in a pair but i think i'm gonna have to at some point year. or another it's gonna happen right yeah, fa- fairly soon i think i will have to wes well this is episode 32 of change my mind welcome back wesley sykes here of course and uh sitting in the other chair across from me here as we're uh, lounging this evening Mm-hmm. Uh, the Willie Beeman to my Jack Caproni, uh, oh. Nick, Nick Fryer. Willie Beeman, okay. Willie Steeman Beeman. I will take that. Jimmy Fox is a good-looking man. Yes, and, and of course, uh, you wouldn't be following along on the live stream uh, on WBSM 1420 AM because there is no live stream today for, what, the second or third week in a row? Second third week in a row. Third week. Tim was not there for the food. That's right, of course. Yeah, so uh, Tim Weisberg, our man, resident man in the chair, mm-hmm. uh, is off from restaurant week, but he's just off. Right. It's Labor Day. Yes, but, but we don't stop. No, we're we're laboring away on Labor Day. Yeah, absolutely. We got to keep everybody uh, up to date on things and let them know what's going on and right. Entertained. Of course. Yeah, we're of course that's that's what we do. All all fifteen, twenty, thirty, forty of our listeners are they're slowly climbing up. We're at, we're at double digits. I think so. I think oh. we get up there. Yeah. I don't look at the numbers. Yeah, it's I, I like to keep them close to the chest. I may or may not obsess over the numbers. I may have just lied to everybody, <laughs> right. but whatever. Well, yeah. So we bring up the the football. Uh, mm-hmm. because we are a week away from the start of the NFL season, or it starts this week, it's Thursday, I believe, uh, and college football is already well underway. So we are going to be doing a fictional football player draft, much like we have done in basketball and baseball. Mm-hmm. You can go back and check out those in our archives. Yeah, the basketball one, I, did, I had a tough time. Because yes. I have not seen as many basketball movies as I thought I had. But as you delve deeper and deeper into the world of hoops, I hope that you go back through the catalog and uh, <sighs> refamiliarize yourself. I may have to, Wes, because I swear to God, I think I'd only, when we did that list, I think there were, what, three basketball movies I'd seen, and I wasn't picking anybody from Hoosiers. And I think one of them was like Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I've seen four, and I, yeah, like Mike was one of them, and I hadn't right. seen that in ages either. I was, it was Looney Tunes and uh, Coach Carter that I was thinking of. Right, oh, Space Jam. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Space Jam. Yes, the original, not with the LeBron James version. Yes, but this one I've definitely, I'm definitely more familiar with the, pl- the, pl- uh, yeah, absolutely. The yeah, so we'll we'll be going down that. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, but before before we do that, let's dive into the news of the week here, and not a whole lot of news, but nope. uh, The there are early reviews out for the Joker movie, the Todd yeah. Phillips, Joaquin Phoenix uh, Joker standalone movie, uh, as it was shown at the Venice Film Festival this past week. Uh, some people are calling it, quote, dark, twisted, sick, even, unquote, mm-hmm. um, all in good ways. Another reviewer described the movie as a story of an abused man who doesn't start living until he's dead inside, unquote. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, which I think is a nice little literary twist there. Oh, you know? yeah. Uh, and others are saying this movie, uh, I think this is our, our GWW uh, you know, correspondents here who have okay. engaged in this a little bit. Uh, Thomas Polito and, mm-hmm. and Casey Walsh are saying that this movie could incite people uh, who feel similar to the Joker in real life to act out in similar ways as he does oh, in the movie, oh uh, which could be scary because obviously of the uh, times that we're in and 
you harken back to the uh, 2012 release of The Dark Knight Rises in Colorado where there was a shooter. But those things were 12 people. Yeah, those things weren't as regular as they are now. Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now it feels like it's like a once a week occurrence. I saw somewhere, I don't know if it was on Twitter or if it was on one of the sites that there was like an eight minute Oh, no, I think it was on Instagram I saw this. There was like an eight-minute standing ovation at the film festival after the movie was done. You know, listen. Which is I, not to go on. Eight minutes? That's crazy. That, yeah. I, I don't understand clapping at movies to begin with, uh, especially uh, <laughs> maybe if they have the cast and crew out there. Maybe that makes a little bit more sense. That makes a lot eight, more sense, yeah. Eight minutes just uh, clapping at a screen. Mm. You know, you might get three claps out of me. And then after that, I'm like, what are we doing? Uh, eight minutes just for clapping that long for anything is right. nuts. Uh, yeah. There has to be some pauses in there or something. And you hope the director's there at least or a writer. Who, who are you clapping to? For eight minutes, man? I don't know. <laughs> I, wouldn't, right? I, couldn't, I, I couldn't clap for anybody for eight minutes. Yeah, that's uh, that seems uh, to, to harken back to that term again. Uh, a little hardo-ish. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's a bit much. But uh, I mean, the, are you, but are you excited for this movie? The, you know, the yes. re- reviews and I everything. I think I only or? saw one like, of the the review numbers that I saw. I think most of what I saw was like a B to to you know like mm-hmm. an A range. I saw one that was C plus. I think it was like IndieMovie.com or whatever, or if that's a magazine, whatever. They gave it like a C plus. I think and of course you know if everybody else is giving it a B to an A, clearly someone's just trying to be a dink. Whatever, fine, you're right. gonna, that's going to happen. But with this. Yeah, I mean, we have high expectations for this, Wes. Are the critics sort of thinking that it's good, then I think we're fine. I do have high expectations of this, but I just wonder how good it can be and who is the foil to the Joker if there is no Batman. I think the foils of the Joker, we've kind of seen it in the previews, is society. I don't know if there's going to be one individual in particular, but that kind of is Joker in a sense. He's just He is chaos against... I guess normalcy we'll call yeah, it of society sure. yeah. and normalcy has continued to knock him down so if you can't hang with the normal people then what are you going to do you're going to find a way to make yourself weird and make so, it work so is it the boys in blue like like who is the protagonist in all this that's what I want to know hmm. oh I don't know I don't know if there's going to be a pro- he may be the protagonist in like a way the, like a real anti-hero yeah but it's weird he called the Joker an anti-hero I know I, I don't you know I what know. I think I don't think he will be uh, Obviously, he's the main character, but I don't know if you'll be able to call him the protagonist. I think it's just going to be a depressing movie. Like, I mean, the way they're talking about it, I mean, to, right. to say it's an abused man who doesn't start living until he's dead inside, I don't know if there can be a good guy in any of this. Yeah, and there, listen, I think this is, a lot of people are saying this is DC, the DCEU getting back to its kind of gritty, grounded, uh, dark type of uh, movies that they're you know, putting forth, obviously, with their, the Nolan Batman series. Uh, but, but, you know, again, I'm just, I, I'm just a little confused at what this means. So if this is a huge success, do you work them into the D de- like, I, I don't know, part. you know, like what do you, where do you go from that? I don't know because he's so, cause Joaquin Phoenix is, I mean, compared to Robert Pattinson, he's so old. Right. You're not gonna have Ben Affleck around. How are you going to make this work? The whole point with Pattinson is you're going to build it like you were supposed to do with Tom Holland over in, in Marvel. You were going to build up with him through the years and hopefully he was going to stick around and blah, right. blah, blah. I mean, the, the the thing is, and I've never understood why you can't do this with movies. They do it with the like the cartoon movies, but with the comics, you can have a story with a guy where it's standalone, like Batman, uh, White Knight, and then with mm-hmm. the, the new one is um, the second series of it is called uh, the Curse of the White Knight. That's all in the same world, but that's not affecting you know de- Detective Comics or anything. Like that it's something totally separate. 
So I don't know why they can't do that. I, I'm all for that because you know I like those solo movies a lot. I know sure. you want something that means something, but I think if this is good, you're not going to care. You're going to like no, it. No, and it looks good. It has my attention. I'm going to go see it regardless. Obviously, we'll be talking about that uh, You know, probably a week or two after it comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, I you know, I, I'm ex- I was going to pay the money for it regardless of whether we're doing the podcast or not. Um, and again, I'm a big Joaquin Phoenix fan. I like Todd Phillips a lot. You know, there's a lot of good movies that he's done, even though this seems to be you know, maybe a step away from what he's typically known for. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen War Dogs? Uh, who's it? Miles Teller and uh, Jonah Hill? Is no, it? no, I know what you're talking about. No, I haven't seen it. That's that. a good movie. That was the one where they are the. Um was the uh, uh, gun buyers gun they're like it was they're kind of like not Tony Stark cuz he's obviously yeah, creating the yeah, yeah, but kind of yeah similar to those yeah okay you, you like that movie war arms dealers arms I think dealers that's, the term. that's what it was yes. military arms dealers yeah, yeah it was i mean it was a cool movie it's like these kids who become millionaires so you know and obviously they run into trouble and everything but, shocker yeah but you know it's like a cool idea it's kind of like how i feel about jumper you know it's like the first like 30 minutes of the movie is like my dream <laughs> And then, like, life happens and things get real. And like, Are they supposed to be, like, kids out of college in that movie? Or? Essentially, yeah. And they just... They're, like, young 20-somethings. Jeez, yeah. and they just kid in the military arms game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's interesting. Yeah, That sounds wild. It's all because of Donald Rumsfeld. Oh, uh, okay. There you go. Good big, to know. Big reason why. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I think that's something to keep an eye on. I'm sure... There, I think there's a, a new extended trailer uh, out in the Joker right now that you can go see or an extended, like, sneak peek that's online. Uh, yeah, I think I did see that. Uh, I saw that going around, too. So if that's something you want to check out or if you're not worried about spoilers or anything like that, um, that's available for you at your leisure. Um, but moving on, staying in the DCEU, uh, again, our, the, the GWW, Geeks Worldwide's own Chris O'Keefe, uh, shared his rankings of the best DCEU films from worst to best. Okay. And this was something we were going to talk about uh, a couple weeks back, mm-hmm. um, but it's still pretty promoted, promoted well on the website, G- yeah. the GWW.com. The lists do well. That's how it works. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, worst to best, uh, this is the list here, and he gives grades with them. Uh, Justice League at a C-, Suicide Squad at a C-, uh, BVS, John of Dust, Dawn of Justice at B minus, uh, Man of Steel and A minus, Shazam and A, Wonder Woman A plus, Aquaman and A plus. Okay, so if we're talking how I enjoyed it, well, I don't agree with this list. Period. Yes, okay. I think any way you slice it. Yeah, any way you slice it. Chris O'Keefe, you seem like a great guy. I'm sure he's a great. I don't know him personally, but I stick more with the comics people. But I don't. The only one that I would say is possibly an A plus, and even then, I wouldn't give it an A plus. Is probably Shazam, and I know I wouldn't give it an A plus. That's the, that would be. It's the, an A though. Yeah. I think it's in there. I think critically, I'd give it an A. I think right. Th- yeah, yeah. I'd say yeah. An A for that is fine. Wonder Woman would be my number two. I, I know it's not your number two. Aquaman would be my number three for sure. But those two are. I don't know. I, Wonder Woman's like a fringe A. No, I give it a eighty-seven, so it's a B plus. Okay. And Aquaman, I would probably give it. In terms of enjoyment, I'd give it a B plus, but critically, I'd probably give it a B minus at best, maybe even a C plus. I still have yet to get through Aquaman. I think I've put it on a couple of times and have <laughs> really? fallen asleep through it. Yeah, really? I yeah, I don't know. It feels like it's too serious. Is that am I wrong in thinking that? I just had a tough time, like really hmm. getting uh, sunken into it. I feel like it's. I felt like it's just so. 
it doesn't well first of all when you talk about the whole does it mean anything like i feel like with the, that it yeah. doesn't I mean it's aquaman no, again kind of King. a standalone type of thing exactly so yeah I, I could see why you would be not as interested in it but falling asleep because it's too serious i I don't know. I didn't get the too serious vibe from that Like movie. I said, I didn't. I haven't really. Like maybe I'll go back and watch that tonight. Maybe that's what I'll do. The the Justice League rating. Well, first of all, Suicide Squad is the worst one. Is the worst. That's an F. That's I don't like, know. Uh, I feel like time has actually been better to Suicide Squad. Somehow. Surprisingly, I don't know how, but I, don't I, I agree it. with you on that. I will say though, when I rewatched it because I was doing a list for it, when I rewatched it, I liked it a lot more than I did the first time. There are more redeeming qualities, but it's still a bad movie. Yes, there's more redeeming qualities than like once you get off after once you get over the initial shock of like this movie is not what I expected it to be whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But but again, like there's Deathstroke and there's Harley Quinn. Deadshot. Or Deadshot. Yeah, yeah. Deadshot, yes. But the, the, the expectations were set. Like, we're, we're talking about Joker right now. I've, obviously, we didn't have the podcast when, I mean, it wasn't even, a th- what was that? That was 2016, I think it was, when that came out, something to that effect. Yeah, that sounds about right. So it came out then. That, that The expectations we have now for, for Joker, I think it was even higher for Suicide Squad back then. Again, a, a very method actor who's well regarded by the public and Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would still. I'm still kind of. In, I, I don't hate his Joker. I think it's the worst of the group, but I don't think it's that bad. Ah, ah. I think it was an interesting decision to go uh, like new age gangster type uh, mentality to it. Yeah, it's just not. <laughs> but, but I would have liked to see more of him to actually like, give him a chance. That's. I will say that's part of the problem is he didn't get a chance. But I. I will. The thing too, Wes, is the grills on the Joker. Yeah. That's just not him. Right. That's so weird to me. The tattoos. Not a fan. I could I can get past that, but the grills is just. I liked the tattoo of the smile, uh, going over his hand like that. So you, I don't hate it. I thought that was kind of that's interesting. grown on me, but I hated it at first. It's grown on me a little mm-hmm. bit, but still, it's the that's the worst one on this list. I think that um, BVS. I don't hate BVS as most people as much as most people do, and I and I don't mind Man of Steel, but I don't I mean Man of Steel not an A minus, no shot in hell. No way. I mean, maybe it's the best Superman movie since Christopher Reeve, but no way. So with those two, I don't know if I'd give them a B, but Justice League, I feel like that was a B-minus movie. Yeah, I thought that was good. I thought it was a good movie. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, Steppenwolf has some his 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 um, CGI and Chris Pretty Sepp bad. and... Um, yeah. What the hell is his name? Henry Cavill's mm-hmm. mustache. Brutal. But outside of that, it was just a fun movie. It didn't have a lot of edge, but given where we were, it wasn't what they needed in the DCU, but it right. was fine. Yeah, and I still, like, if I had to go through this list, I think it's Shazam, uh, I'm probably going Shazam, BVS, Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, Justice League, Suicide Squad, and then, like, an Aquaman with an N.A. Right, I understand that. So maybe... Yeah, yeah so that that could all kind of, maybe that all gets shuffled around a little bit, but... Yeah, I would shuffle it around a little bit. I'd probably go Shazam, Wonder Woman, in terms of critically. I actually, I may like Wonder Woman more than Shazam, I'm not sure, but either way, Shazam, Wonder Woman... Aquaman, Justice League, BVS, Man of Steel, and then a significant gap to Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If, if we're doing tiers, that's in a, a bottom tier all on its own, I think. Definitely. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so we got the comic book minute. So this mm-hmm. week's a big week for everybody. Now, if you are like a just a general collector of any nerd stuff, I, I mean, it's going to be tough to find it if you haven't pre-ordered it. I imagine. I know I pre-ordered it. But Spawn 300 comes out. So this is a big one, Wes. Because oh, you've this, been talking about this for a while. Yes, this is the uh, this ties the record for most issues of a continued series by a creator-owned comic book. 
So not Marvel, not DC. Right. But it's, the thing is that he he's all big about Seth, uh, Seth Mac, I mean, um, Todd McFarlane, obviously, is the, mm-hmm. the writer, obviously, the guy who made all the toys and stuff, too. He's big on saying creator-owned because... He doesn't, I don't know why he doesn't like calling it indie. Maybe because he feels like it's associated with a brand. But he still owns Spawn as much as it's published by Image mm-hmm. Comics, and he's like the president or the CEO, whatever of Image Comics. It's like different. There's some some level of difference. But um, 301 comes out, I believe, in a month. So that would be obviously the biggest one. But this one ties the record too. So I would think you want to have both. I know I do. Oh sure. So and 300, nice round number, nice mm-hmm. landmark number. Mm-hmm. Do you know who they're tied with? It was. Uh, no, I don't. I'm he putting said, you on the spot here. I think he said. I think he because he talked about it. It was. It's on his Instagram page, mm-hmm. and he. It was some story I've never heard of in my life. It's not Image, and it's not like Dynamite or Dark Horse or any of those smaller brands that you that people know. But I think it was. Um, it was the guy who wrote it was a Canadian, so he's a oh. Canadian too. So okay. it's yeah, Canadians are kicking ass in the comic world. And then you got Ryan Reynolds too, of course. Of course, yeah. Um, Canadians kicking ass in the comic book. That's a nice alliteration there. Oh, yeah, that was Channel Seven headline. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But if you're curious who wrote it, it's on his like IGTV feed on Instagram. Uh, Todd McFarlane. You want to say Seth? Um, but real quick, there are a lot of first issues out there. If anybody's looking for something new. Batman versus Ra's al Ghul, Harley oh. Quinn in Poison Ivy, Deceased, A Good Day to Die, and I imagine that's tied in with Deceased, which I have not read any of it yet. I'm so mm-hmm. behind on these events. That's, is that like the zombie mm-hmm. DC? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was one you like because the way they spell it is DC right. East. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then in Marvel, they have Web of Black Widow. This one I may pick up, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order hyphen Dark Temple. Oh, okay. Sounds cool. The cover art looks cool. It's obviously okay. sorry, the artist. And there's another one. They have Alpha Flight True North. I don't understand who's asked. Like Marvel does it sometimes. They come out with ones where it's like... Who is Alpha Flight? They're like the Canadian Avengers. Oh, okay. So this isn't like the Midwestern Avengers or something? Where no. They have like Squirrel Girl? Or is that the West Coast Avengers? There's like West Squirrel Coast. Girl I think she's like... West Coast. Yeah, there was also... I think there was a Great Lakes Avengers too at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That okay, was, that's that what was, I'm thinking. That yeah. was way back, I think. But yeah, the West Coast Avengers too. They had Hawkeye. I think Hawkeye's... Was in Great Lakes too, maybe, but Moon Knight was in the other ones too. Oh, okay. I never, I've never read West Coast Avengers. I heard it wasn't particularly mm. great. If one of your lead, uh, <laughs> you know, heroes is Squirrel Girl, and I think there was another like a fat guy, maybe like I a, can't like remember Blob like guy. Well, there is Blob, but I don't think it's Blob. Yeah. I'm not certain who it is now that you're saying that. I can't think of who it is. I'm not. I'm, I'm never like I never read the Avengers comics. I think I read Avengers No Surrender, and that was it. So yeah, it's not not for me. But I the Star Wars one, if you I mean it's something different. I think that might be interesting. I don't know who the characters are in, in mm-hmm. it, but the cover art looks cool. It looks like they're different characters. Maybe Dooku. Okay. I'm not certain if that's him or if it's just well, another old dude. This could be a good primer, of course, for the Mandalorian that's coming up mm-hmm. or the uh, Rise of Skywalker. So if you're you know or Jones are for a little Star Wars fix. I just hope it's not a one off because they keep doing Star Wars one offs, which are good, but it's like I want more of these characters. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Star Wars characters, yes. For our drinking buddies, obviously last week we talked about Tony Stark mm-hmm. and Peter Quill. This week we have uh, Star Wars and Marvel themed, so Disney themed. Yes. We have Ray and MJ, played by Zendaya. The MCU MJ. Yes, MCU MJ, not uh, Kirsten Dunst. Right, or, uh, well, I guess, is, is MJ in uh, The Amazing Sp- No, that was Gwen. Yeah, just Gwen, Gwen Stacy. Stacy. Yeah, yes. that's and right. That can, yeah, I, and, I, and as someone who didn't read Spider-Man growing up, I got confused with how the relationships work with the two mm-hmm. of them. I, some pe- I, I grew up, we grew up thinking MJ was his girl, right, because of the cartoon. Yeah. But I think... In the comics, it was more Gwen Stacy. This is where we need Tim. 
I think it was more Gwen Stacy. I think you're right as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And I always get thrown off because um, now Emma Stone played, who is a natural redhead, dyed her hair blonde. <laughs> yeah. To ah. play Gwen Stacy, so it always kind of throws me off there. That's a good point too. Yeah, I didn't even think of it like that. Yeah. Um, but we got Ray and we got MJ. Wes, mm-hmm. if you were going out, uh, hanging out for a night, just drinking, shooting the shit with somebody, and you had to pick between these two, who would you take? So I think young Wesley, uh, you know, twenty-one year old, oh. living in New York City, uh-huh. uh, in, in America's playground, uh-huh. uh, might go with Ray because uh, he was known to kind of run a little hot uh you know kind of kind of spout off at the mouth a little bit oh yes uh yeah there was a time when i was in new york my friends referred to me as a very dangerous person (laughs) because i knew i was going to be leaving new york um and i I didn't have any you know i I could burn all my bridges and it didn't matter you know there was no repercussions or real consequences for my actions i could just kind of say and do what i wanted I get what uh, you mean now. And now I would want Ray there to protect me with her lightsaber, lightsaber and her Jedi mind tricks and everything. However, I'm going with MJ and, and Zendaya here. Really? Okay. Yes, because I enjoy her sarcastic sense of humor, her bit of uh, her dry wit, if you will. Uh, and I think she would be a fun, fun person. I think our senses of humors would kind of ma- match and mesh well. So you think you'd be able to connect with her? Because it seems like it's difficult for people to connect with her. I think so. Okay. I, I think I would be able to. Yeah. I think once you can, crack I'm not sure that, if she would like me very much, but I think I would enjoy her company. Once you, <laughs> it, and you're being honest too, because you say that Vince Vaughn would enjoy your company, right? Yes. There's someone else you said too before that I cannot mm, remember who it is. Vince Vaughn is the one that I've historically has always said. Mm-hmm. There was somebody else too. I can't remember. But anyways, so I think I think once you can crack that code, yes, that's a good one. But well, I'm being fully transparent here. I think I I, I find Ray attractive. Of course, her yeah. accent. I mean, she still has the British accent in there. Is she British or Australian? I, I can never figure that. British, South African, and uh, Australian always kind of confuse me. That's right, me. South African too. Yeah, and yeah, because Irish is pretty. In Scottish, are pretty substantially it's, different. It's got from more the of a brogue to it. Exactly. I think she's British. Okay. Daisy Ridley. I feel like she's British. Yeah. But either mean, way. Your guess is as good as mine. But we're picking Ray, not Daisy Ridley. Um, I think Daisy Ridley would be sweet. But I think mm-hmm. Ray has a little bit of a chip on her shoulder. And I think there's just a lot going on with her. With, and I would love to hear what her experiences are like. What Luke is. I mean, we see what Luke's like. But what is it like being on that Behind island? closed doors. Mm, exactly. What, what is it like when he's not in front of the camera? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Give me a better sense of Luke. And tell me what, like, some... You don't. This whole force thing is so weird to you, and I would love to learn from a Jedi. What is that really like? What is all this stuff? Is mm-hmm. there? Do you feel the midi chlorians? Oh, see, <laughs> no. see, I would imagine so it's like when you're in uh, the quote-unquote zone uh, in your athletic. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Of choice, you're yes, at, when you your get that sport tunnel of choice, and you're like yeah. in kill mode. Right yeah, now. and when the the hoop is the size of a beach ball, or the baseball is the size of a size of a beach ball, you know everything. Like you're in NBA Jam mode, you're just on fire. Like you're Raphael Devers right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's swinging like like a thirty-seven inch bat right now. It's ridiculous. But anyways, or, or if you're you know. Uh, Justin Verlander, for example. Oh yeah, thirty-six throwing no hitters. Right, and Jeez. topping out at ninety-six. Uh, you know, late in the game like that. Unbelievable. Yeah. That guy's a freak. But yeah, I think that Ray would be fun. And yeah, you have that whole thing of you know, powerful, uh, powerful woman who'd have your back. I just, I do enjoy a powerful woman. Like that's why I sure. like Wonder Woman. I appreciate Captain Marvel. I think more than maybe the average male. But yeah, so that's where that's where I'd go with this. Okay. 
I like that. Ooh. I think I think that was good. Then we got a we got a little bit of everyone represented right there. Oh you yeah, know? yeah, both sides represented. And there's no lopsided either way. And like in our three v two or three v one, two v one messes. That's why I had trouble because I was well. You had the three v three and the two v ones, and uh, yeah, yeah it, all, exactly. it all kind yes. of morphs together. Just couldn't get it right. <laughs> yeah, this is so much simpler. Oh, and what would you? What do you think that MJ would drink? You're oh. better at this than I am. I will yeah, say. that's a good question. So, what, I mean, it would be tough because uh, she is underage. Mm-hmm. So oh. I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, uh, they both are. <laughs> okay, yeah. Maybe we shouldn't talk about alcohol. <laughs> uh, so I think she would enjoy maybe a, uh, a nice Arnold Palmer while I enjoy a John Daly. Oh, okay. Uh, there you go. I actually had a, uh, uh, what was it, a bourbon Arnold Palmer oh, the okay. for the first yeah. time. It was this place I, I would have to try that, actually. It was I, pretty I haven't good. done that before. Yeah. It was pretty good. I couldn't... This is bad. I, I have a dull sense of smell, but I couldn't smell the alcohol, and I could taste it a little bit, but mm-hmm. not a lot. My brother tried it. He's like, oh, no, I can taste the alcohol in that. Oh, yeah. I was like, I, I may have a, a drinking problem. This is bad. Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's I, worst think, uh, I think that uh, Ray would probably... Ha- Club Soda doesn't have alcohol in it, right? No, she, no, no, no. She'd probably have that while I have my But you know scotch. what could be cool? I mean, who knows what the laws are in outer space? Mm. Maybe if you're going going uh, out to an outer space bar you know things are a little different there you could get introduced to some new uh types of booze i gotta stop picking the outer space characters because i can't pick their drinks accurately <laughs> right. yes That's the yeah. same thing with star wars <laughs> yeah exactly well what was the drink that uh thor had in is avengers age of ultron uh, and he's giving it to all the Vietnam vets oh, with Stan Lee's yes, cameo. Yes. And like, Stan Lee's it, yeah. like, yeah. Have you ever stormed the beaches of Normandy before? Yeah. Or like that? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like saying Excelsior at the end. I cannot yeah. remember. Yes, so. I cannot remember the drink, though. But yeah, I know it's exactly what scene you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, that's, uh, I think, I think that about does it. We can head over to our main topic now. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the fictional football player draft. So in honor, uh, as we mentioned at the top of the NFL season, kicking off this week, the start of college football, which is just getting drawn out, uh, you know, starting last week and spanning until Monday, I believe this, you know, uh, time that we're recording later tonight. Yeah. Uh, Nick and I, two aforementioned sports writers who have covered the NFL. Can't think of a better way to celebrate the unofficial start of fall than putting together a little fictional football draft. So this is my third draft in as many days because I had the two fantasy football drafts okay. I was telling you about. So you're you've, well-versed. You've had, oh, yes, absolutely. So you've had two or one? Just draft? one. Just one, okay. Now, can I ask you your fantasy football names? Uh, so in he, uh, I have not made the one for the new league yet. I have to mm-hmm. figure that out. I have, I have my roster actually on the other side of this. So I could probably figure that out quickly at some point. But uh, but the other one is has been Nikki Flatstick. Okay. It's a golf thing because... It's a whole like thing about me making this big putt one time last year, and I changed it over to that. I'd been doing team names, but it was guys were getting annoyed. Like we don't know who's who when we're playing them, and they yeah. want to keep searching. So yeah. we did it based on our names. So I kind of okay. just keep that. So this other team, I'll probably do it based on players. I I don't know. I have uh, maybe something with Johnson and Jacobs, attorneys at law, or something like that. Oh, I like David that. Johnson okay. and Josh Jacobs. We'll see. Yeah, I'm not certain. So what's yours? For a long, I'm in the same league with all my college buddies, um, and for a long time, while I worked at the Jets Insider, I was uh, the inside her, uh, uh, which uh, I thought was kind of funny. And then, uh, then I did all these Star Wars references, uh, Return Inside Her, uh, and <laughs> the Inside Her Strikes Back, uh, the Inside Her Awakens, you know, like all this other stuff, you know, uh, which which probably doesn't play that well in today's climate, but uh, you know, it's all in good fun. Yeah, of course. And as uh, the league has gone on, as we were talking uh, off the recording here, is that uh, my commissioner is very um, dictator-like. 
Oh. Doesn't like to inform people on the decisions that he makes or proposes without going to a vote. And obviously around this time of the year, you get group threads, you know, in, in your text messages and everything of people trying to sort things out and just talking and talking a whole lot of shit and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And this was been going on and on about the, all these changes. And uh, I, one of the things I really incited was a uh, huge debate about um, whether or not decisions should be made by the powers that be or let the people decide. Mm-hmm. My big thing was uh, I want this to be less of a dictatorship and more of a democracy. Yeah, that's how it should be. And then I eventually got my way. Uh, so this was uh, my way of kind of bringing back that uh, theme of, um, you know, making a movement, so to speak. So mm-hmm. I was, for a little while at the draft, I was hashtag Sack Lives Matter. Uh, and now I am hashtag oppressed coverage. Oh, okay. which is a little little play on words. Yeah, there. I uh, like that. That's good. Yeah. So now that it's, it's there. So things can get messy. Yeah, it, it definitely can. Uh, and I think those are pretty tame, you know, considering uh, some of the other ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I meant, the, uh, yeah. I meant the rules stuff. But yes, no, the, oh, yeah. the names are tame. Yeah, the names. Yeah, they're fine. They're good. Absolutely. So we, we have a couple of rules here we're going to outline. Uh, we cannot take players who are real, i.e. anyone from uh, Friday Night Lights, the movie, or uh, remember the Titans, those are real people. They're not fictional. Uh, okay. and, and there's no snake draft where it's just two people. Just no going snake. back. Yeah, okay. we're just going back and forth, right? There's no point of that. We're just You go, I go, you go, I go, or whatever. That's fine. You know? Yep, that's fine. Um, and then this is something I wanted to discuss with you as well. And instead of doing, like, number one overall picks, do you just want to, where it is only two people, uh, do you want to go quarterbacks? Like, you take your quarterback, I take my quarterback. You take your running backs, I take my running backs. No, I don't think we should do that because then then that opens up for strategy. And that's, that's, with fantasy drafts, that's huge. Okay, that's fine. I just wanted to put it out there. Yeah, because I had had that happen in my second draft where I waited on a tight end because, like, I was waiting for Hooper, and right. then he went way earlier than I wanted him. So I just waited and waited till I got Waller from Oakland. A little tip for everybody out there who hasn't drafted yet. Waller, Matthew Berry's very high on him. Oh, see, I, I took a tip from uh, Matthew Berry on, on Mark Andrews. Oh. Uh, so I've heard that they were uh, – him and Lamar Jackson were developing mm-hmm. a very nice rapport during training camp. That's a good one. I like that. Uh, well, I will I will lead it off to you. Okay. Uh, I was going to put a number behind my back, and then you, one or two, and then you oh. can, if you get it right, then you go – Okay. Or, you, or you can pick, I guess, whatever. Okay. I mean, you're going to pick first overall no matter what, so. Two. Okay. okay. Number one pick, huh? Yep, there you go. Damn it. Uh, okay, so this, I am going uh, more out of necessity here. Uh, no, I will not be, actually. I, I changed things up. Okay, I want a quarterback who uh, is someone who's, who's marketable. <laughs> uh, I want someone who's confident, borderline cocky. Uh, more than anything, though, I want I want a versatile QB, uh, someone who's perhaps hitting his upswing in his career, not someone who's on the downfall. Uh, so, with that said, uh, the aforementioned player that we already mentioned <laughs> uh, in the show is uh, Willie Steeman Beeman from the Miami Sharks uh, from any given Sunday. Okay, that's it. So, I, I got my dual threat quarterback there. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, He's I, on the upswing. I'm, I'm ready for him to, uh, you know, throw up at a moment's notice. But again, also marketable. Mm-hmm. He has off the field uh, promotional ability, mm-hmm. making music videos. Yeah, definitely. So I think it's a solid pick. 
I don't. I thought. I thought there was a clear cut first overall pick. Before I make that though, I want to make it clear we're drafting this as if we were doing like a fantasy draft. Yes, you're gonna and, get points for it. Yeah, and we're so we're not building like a a, a roster like for a game so people know. Or, yes, yeah, right. Now, uh, so everybody knows we're drafting one quarterback. Oh two, yes, thank you. You bet. Two running backs, two wide receivers, two flex, two defense. And then a head coach. So obviously, I mean, I don't know. That would be wins or whatever. You have you do whatever the hell you want with that, listeners. Um, so my first overall pick is going to be out of the longest yard. Okay. By far the best uh, non-quarterback skill position player out there. I'm going to go with Meggett. Um, Earl Meggett from the Mean Machine. Yes. That was my top running back on the board. Nelly. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. He he moved around so quick. And Nelly's it was actually not that he's Nelly a good athlete. Actually, he's, yeah, I think he actually was like borderline could have played college baseball or something like mm-hmm. that. And he probably been like a center fielder or something to that effect. I, I've seen him in the celebrity games. Like you could tell he played. Oh yeah, so absolutely. It, and you watch him. And I know that there's um, it's a, just a movie and stuff, but the way he moves, he's clearly athletic. So. Now, he does have some baggage. You hope he stays uh, stays clean on st- straight and narrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, otherwise, chances. yeah. But, you know, everyone deserves a second chance, especially if you served your time. Do we know what his crime was? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about everyone's crime. As long on as there. he's not in, like, Kareem Hunt or Tyreek Hill territory, which he doesn't seem like that. He seems like a guy who's more than anything misunderstood, Wes. Right, yes. And I think, you know, we get him in the right environment, he's going to be fine. Exactly, yes. exactly. And plus, uh, you know, in these hot and humid days that we have here, he can always remind you when it's getting too hot. Yes. And take off all your clothes. <laughs> yes. He can do that. Yes. Of He's course, from the number one single, uh, Hot in Here. Hot in Her. I was going to say Hot in Her. Yes. Her. Going back me. to uh, your theme, Hot Inside Her. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Which uh, doesn't seem too, too appetizing at all. If that's no, the case. No. Um, <laughs> a, little, a little too sweltering. Yeah, sweltering. <laughs> okay. So we got a running back off the board. My top running back. Uh, is gone. So, jeez, um, I am going to take my next best. Again, another guy on the upswing. Uh, he's an incoming freshman from from Eastern State. Give me Darnell Jeff- Jefferson from the program. Okay. Uh, I forget uh, who. I forget who the actor's name is. I'm blanking on his name. But anyway, Darnell Jefferson. He quickly supplants uh, Ray Griffin, who is a senior starting running back. Uh, he's a little bit shiftier. You know, he may not be able to pick up the blocks as well, but if I'm get looking for someone to rack up uh, maybe some catches out of the backfield, maybe, uh, you know, running to the outside, off tackle, a little misdirection counter stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's the guy that I want. That's, no, that's a good pick. That, that is a good pick. I, did I mention that we were picking two flexes too when I really stopped? Yes, two, okay. two, two flexes. Something I like blanked in the middle there. Okay. So I'm not going to go flex yet. Obviously, that would be ridiculous. Um but we do have tight ends that we can consider in the course of all this. There's not many. So I only found one tight end. Uh, but admittedly, was, I didn't look too deep for tight ends. I, had a pay, I found a page that listed off a few tight ends. Okay. So I, and I went under the assumption that they were correct. Well, was, you have uh, you pretty much have your pick of the litter then. All right. <laughs> of, your, of your tight ends. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll see. There's only one tight end that I really cared about. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so the guy I'm going to go with, actually, I'm going to go at wide receiver, Wes. Okay. And because I think that because I have a couple other running backs here, so you put me in a good position now where I can wait unless you're going to go with the flex. So I'm going to go with Rod Tidwell from Jerry Maguire. Obviously, a superstar, marketability, all this stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. he's obviously dealing with some frustration with Jerry and his agent, but Mm -hmm. you know, we can figure that out. You You just have to show him the money. Show him the money. That's it. And then he's going to do his job. He's a stud. So I, I mean, I feel like I can't miss with him. Can't miss talent. 
Okay, I love I love that. I think that's a good a good pick here. Um, I am gonna go over to. Jeez, yeah, I might. Uh, I'm hemming and hawing over here. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, I'm going to go someone, uh, take a little bit of a gamble early on on someone here. Ooh. Uh, so I'm going to fill up my running back positions. Right now, my team is looking like Darnell Jefferson uh, and Willie Beeman. This guy has a little bit of a, a, little bit of a drug problem. Uh, give me Demetrius Harris from the ESPN show Playmakers. Oh, wow. Do you recall that show? Yes, I, I do. I, not, I absolutely watch it a ton, loved but I, it. Okay. Uh, of wow. course, that show was now defunct because uh, ESPN is in bed with the NFL and said, hey, if you want these uh, Monday Night Football and all this uh, yep. rights to, to our league. Money talks. Yeah, you got you to gotta access this show here. Of course, Demetrius Harris uh, playing by Omar Gooding. Uh, and he had a little bit of a problem smoking crack, if I if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so it was pretty. It was like factually based. So like he's really getting into the role. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, you got to respect that method actors. Right, talking right. about Jared Leto before. I mean, <laughs> yeah, maybe you should right. take some notes, Jared. Jeez, really right. getting well, the role. Well, I, I should refer. I should say uh, Demetrius Harris was the one smoking crack, not Omar Gooding. Oh, uh, but his character was. Oh, yeah. I, no, 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 no. I don't want that getting out there. Oh, uh, headline. Oh, uh, we apologize, Omar. Small-time podcast says Omar Gooding is a crackhead. <laughs> Omar Gooding is a crackhead. Changed my mind. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. That is that is a good pick, Wes. Now, now that running – there's a little flex issue there. But uh, this is tough. I got to wait on that. So let me ask you this. When it comes to picking – you talked about how you can't pick – remember the Titans guys, right? Because they're actually mm-hmm. real people. Can you pick – a character that's played by a real football player. I don't know if we did that already. I might, I might have gotten lost in there. No, those yeah, because they're it's fictional. They're mm-hmm. all fictional, right? So like, if we're if we're doing that, then you know, like Nelly was a high probably a pretty good high school athlete, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. True, it's right. Yep. Okay, good point. All right. So in that case, I am gonna pick. I gotta go with him now. You said you thought he, I know you're going. With you him. thought I was gonna go with him first overall. Oh, really? Going back? Okay. Yes, you thought I was gonna go first overall with him. He's definitely my favorite guy on the team. He can help me. He. he I don't know if can defenders get offensive points too if they play on offense. I think they can. In I fantasy. think they can. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a guy who's like a JJ. Yeah, because JJ Watt. That was mm-hmm. the whole thing. So he's like a JJ Watt. He can go and he can he can get out there. He he make the pass on that play. Yeah, he made the pass on that mm-hmm. play to, to win the whole bowl game, whatever it was. Sure. I'm going to go with Bobby Boucher, of linebacker. He's going to get me a ton of sacks. A ton of sacks, a ton of forced fumbles, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a, maybe an interception return, fumble recovery for a touchdown or two. Yep. Hey, and guess what? You put him with Meggett, and then he's going to keep him on the straight and narrow. Right, exactly. And yeah, great locker room guy. He's going to keep everyone. So, as you mentioned, pairing with Meggett, when something gets too hot in here, mm-hmm. you can <laughs> head over to the water boy, and that, <laughs> now you're all set. I, I like where you're going. I think that's a very sound uh, strategy there. No one's overheating. <laughs> no dehydration whatsoever. It'll be. <laughs> I'm trying to not laugh. So I can save this for the headliner. <laughs> uh, I, I think that'll be. I think that'll be good stuff right there. Uh, so I, I'm quickly going to scoop up this guy because you you would have mentioned him. I'm, give me Deacon Moss. Uh, wide wide receiver because wide receiver kind of thin position. Maybe I didn't look too much uh, deeply into it, but I had a tough time coming up with legitimate wide receivers. That is uh, a weak Deacon thing. Moss, of course, played by uh, Michael Irvin, yep. number eight eight, and uh, I, th- I think that's pretty good. You guys get up and get pick. it. That is a you great know, pick. again a little bit of you know character issues. 
I would like to keep him away from Demetrius Harris. Uh, but, you know, I, I, again, I'm going with talent. <sighs> so I had a few – I have quite a few longest yard guys on mm-hmm. here. There's, there's some really good athletes there on there. There are, and that's why I wasn't so – that's why I didn't go with him there. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I would have. I should have just not cared because I, I need to pick the best team possible. Freaking hey, God, dude, that <laughs> pisses me off. That I actually had him as my wide receiver one over Tidwell. Um, so I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with another wide receiver, because uh, I had him as a hopeful flex. I'm gonna go with Charlie Tweeter from Varsity Blues. Oh, uh, very good. From, nice, nice compliment there. We didn't talk about PPR or anything like that, but I'm right. assuming we're gonna have at least half point. Cause, at least a half point because we're not we're not crazy people. Exactly. So I'm gonna have him. He's gonna get me catches. Play him in the slot. I know he's a young kid, but he's you know hopefully for playing keeper league we, mm-hmm. we haven't dis- dis- discussed that yet. But I would lobby for it that I could keep him for the future because he's a young guy. If he doesn't get mauled in his first year in the league, right, he's gonna be fine. He's gonna get have Megan on his side, so you know no one's gonna go after him. Otherwise they'll cut him. I feel like you'd be high on the dynasty boards. Like if, you're, mm-hmm. if we're playing in a dynasty league, yeah, you, yep. you want to hold on to him for a while. Yep, definitely. Uh, again, too, but you, you want to keep him out of the strip clubs. I mean, hot for teacher. Yeah, well, yeah, the teacher thing. Yeah, I was actually when I was reading something about it, uh, I saw an article. I think it was from Bleacher Report from like oh eight, mm-hmm. and they call like he's a pimp. You know, he was getting on getting on with his teacher <laughs> in high school. It's like nowadays you that wouldn't fly. No, that, would that was only in oh eight. Everybody, yeah, that exactly. Came out. The, the name was everything. I looked at who wrote it, and it was like MBMB. So I don't. I don't oh so, yeah, who, who knows who the hell that right. was that wrote it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now, or just to recap my team here, uh, I got Willie Beeman at quarterback. My two running backs are Darnell Jefferson, uh, Demetrius Harris. Uh, my wide receiver number one is Deacon Moss, and I think I'm going to go with. I'm going to fill up my first flex position. Uh, give me Forrest Gump from the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, from the movie Forrest Gump. How did I forget that? He has oh. freakish speed. He can return kicks. Uh, you know, he won't be a locker room problem. He's got a great moral compass. Maybe he can help straighten out some of these guys. And you're not going to get any off-field issues with him. He's just going to play the game. You want him to run a route, he's going to run a route. You want him to, you know, hit the hole a certain way, he's going to hit the hole a certain way. He's, uh, he's, he's, the guy's just a worker. Damn it, Wes. Did you know, did you, were you betting on the fact that I would, like, overlook him? Oh, uh, well, Cause you know, because it, it's a, interesting because like some I, I think I have another guy on here who uh, is a football player from a non-football movie. You know, because like those things like are easily you just automatically go to some of the football movies and mm-hmm. you kind of work your way backwards from there. Yeah. But there are some good uh, players from, you know, non-traditional football movies. Yeah, you're probably right. And I probably totally didn't catch him. Damn it! Yeah, that's oh. a that's a famous one though. Yeah. Also, you yeah, might no, have seen from like Olympia Sports, like they have those uh, movie jerseys now, like the Jackie Moon jerseys. Yep. The Gump one would be the one I get. The forty four oh, Alabama right. the, one. I have the Gump jersey right there. Yeah. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. And there are, there's definitely another football player besides Boucher in there, isn't there? Oh yeah, Boucher's on. I, I'm not sure who. Actually, my draft, there, my, yeah. my second draft, there was a guy wearing a Bobby Boucher Boucher jersey. Oh yeah. Uh, so, what I would really want is a Carlton Banks. Uh, Bel Air Academy High uh, jersey from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Do they make one of those? Uh, I've seen them all over Instagram. They do. Okay. Yeah, all they're right. they're very crisp. I didn't know if they made a Will Smith. I, I don't. One. They had the Will Smith one, but okay, they also make a Carlton Banks one, which is what I would really want. That's because yeah. I'm probably more like Carlton than I am Will Smith. Is so I have that is to come to grips with. <laughs> <laughs> so I have Megat. I have um, 
Rod Tidwell and then Tweeter, Charlie Tweeter as my wide receivers, make it obviously my running back, and then Bobby Boucher as my linebacker filling in one of my defensive positions. I got to get another running back in case you take him at flex because you don't have the tight end clear that I was thinking of. I'm going to go with... I think I'm going to have to go with Julian Washington from Any Given Sunday, played oh, by LL yes. Cool J. LL Cool J, yeah. Not only is he going to be able to get the job done on the ground, dude's got some pipes, too. Yeah. It's something yeah. that LL is going to get after it, you know. But he is a little on the old side, though. That was my my big disclaimer. So I had him down there as a possible uh, you know, possible player. Mm-hmm. But know, he's a good right. he's a good team guy though too. You know he he was very upset when Beamer was changing plays. Mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, you know taking touchdowns away from. You know we keep talking about how it's like fantasy, but then at the same time we're also talking about how they affect each other in the clubhouse too. Like I was saying, we were saying before. Well, I think it's a, it's, <laughs> it's all hard. encompassing though. Yeah, no, you're you want right. to think about someone who's going to be a good locker room presence as well as sometimes someone who's going to get help, you some points. I can't help the self awareness sometimes. Yeah. I'm, I'm flip flopping between the two. I can't help it. Yeah, but, well, it's all it's all on the table. So, but I mean, if we're Looking at it where it's an actual team, that's a guy who I want to have working with Megat because right. as much then I mean maybe at first she's going to have a tough time with him taking over taking okay. some of his touches. Maybe he looks at it and says, "Hey, you know what? This is a young kid who's who's got it figured out. He's, I see a younger me in him. You know, I have a decent head on my shoulders. Let me try and help him keep him on the straight and narrow when Bobby's not rooming with him. Because that right. they're, now I've decided that Bobby Boucher and Megat are going to be roommates. Okay, because yeah, you, yeah, no, I think that's a good move. Yep, stick them together in camp together. They're bunk mates. Yep, I think that's a good move. I like Maybe that talking a lot. about alligators and their toothbrushes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the medulla oblongata. Yes, there you go. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so. Where do I want to go from here? This is this is a tough one. Um, I'm gonna yeah, you know, I might go with uh, my, one of my defensive players here. Uh, give me Spike Hammersmith from the Urbania Cowboys uh, in the movie Ooh. Little Giants. Wow! Uh, you talk about a dynasty type player. Yes, uh, investing. <laughs> <laughs> Taking notes from Major League Baseball, West. Yes, but he's he's high strung. Uh, he could play multiple positions. He could be a strong safety. You know, he could be a linebacker. Um, he eats, breathes, and sleeps football. Gets his ca- calves massaged to milk. I'm not sure if you know that his father does that. Uh, but he could be, yeah, like just... I said, the safety linebacker hybrid. Kind of plays deep in the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see him as like a Troy Polamalu type player. Ooh. Uh, you know, someone who can you know not only pick off the pass, but maybe get some sacks. Maybe a Rodney Harrison type, uh, 30 interceptions, 30 sack type guy. You just got to hope that your scouting department was right on this one, Wes. I hope so. You really got to hit. I know. I hope it pans out. Yeah, because that's... I would hate to be, uh, you know, who is it? Uh, Clint Eastwood in trouble with the curve. <laughs> well, he knew what he was doing. It was um, Matthew Lillard had no idea what the hell oh, was going on. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. He was a jackass. Um, total dink in that movie. All right. So, I have flex, quarterback, defense, and head coach to still fill in. I'm really banking on two guys that you don't have on your list. And, okay. and uh, you don't have quarterback right now, so I'm waiting on that a little bit. I'm going to go with my head coach, so now you can wait a little bit oh, on this too. Oh, okay. Uh, so this guy, you know, he went through some tough times, but he is a football genius. I feel like he would have turned into Belichick if he didn't get backstabbed, double-crossed, and have his valuable playbook stolen on him. I knew. I had a feeling you were going with this thought, one. This is a fa- favorite movie of yours, so it, it has to be. Right? Yes, it is. It's, it's He just knows what he's doing. and, and his, I mean, I think that he said words – that anybody can live by. What mama don't know, don't hurt mama. Right. I'm going to go with Coach Klein 
from the Waterboy, played by Henry Winkler. That's I think that's good. I think you could even look at him almost like a Sean McVay type, uh, kind of like a wonderkind with his offensive mind. Yes, I think that's I think that's totally fair. Hopefully, he's better than Sean McVay though in the Super Bowl. Right. Good you know, God. Well, but even still, you know that might hold true as as Sean McVay kind of seemed to clam up in the Super Bowl. You know, Coach Klein clammed up you know early on when he didn't have his playbook. But then when the light shined brightest, right? Then is when he woke up. Visualization. Yes. And he's got Bobby there too, who can help him with his visualization. Yes, he's I, the one that I think that's him. good. Bobby you, Boucher is my MVP again. and my team leader. No questions asked. The anchor. Yeah. The, the anchor. Yes. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, God, I love when you make my picks sound even better than I really thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got one receiver and one flex position open. Um. Give me Jimmy Sanderson from the Miami Sharks any given Sunday. I want someone who uh, – played by Bill Bellamy, of course. Uh, I want someone who's going to be on the same page with Willie Beeman. They are already have a great rapport with one another. Uh, he can run the deep wa- route very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, this is someone that they had an immediate connection with right off the bat. Yep. That's a good pick. So I want someone who's going to be in lockstep with Win- Willie Beeman when Deacon Moss is on the other side. I think that's a, that's a – for this round, too – that's, that's a good steal, right? I think yeah. that's that's pretty good. Yeah, definitely. All right. So I am going <clears> to <throat> I am gonna get another flex spot. Okay. I'm going to go with another guy from Varsity Blues, and this is actually played by a guy who played in the league. I believe he played in the NFL, um, but not a really known name. Eliel Swinton. I think he played oh. for the Packers for okay. a little bit uh, when I was looking it up. Wendell Brown, the running back. Oh, of course. Yes. yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. I completely overlooked him. Yep. So that's going to be my flex. And then again, now I have I have the present kind of on the way out. I have mm-hmm. the now and kind of the future. Right. And then I have the guy who is totally the future. Now he's going to have those two guys to learn from. Maybe he can be a pass catching back, a little bit help out. I have all three guys now. I think that's great. I'm, I'm really curious who you're going to go with quarterback now. You're keeping everyone uh, on on the edge of their seat here. I'm, I, I'm, I, I'll t- I will say this. I, I won't do this to you. I won't take them last and totally abuse it. But you can take head coach last too. I mean, I don't know if you were planning on doing that. I uh, thought it was too important. I will, yes. I have um, my coach, uh, you, you won't know. Uh, or or I, I guarantee you wasn't on your list. You'll know him. Um, but I guarantee you wasn't on the list. Okay. Maybe from one of those uh, non-traditional – uh, mm-hmm. Football characters mm. uh, from a non-football but this movie. Is, this is why I said like I wanted. I didn't want to have where you go quarterback, I go quarterback. Right, right, because right. Because it's like this is this is part of the draft. It's like having the strategy. Where are you you know, take him. Wes is not going to take another quarterback unless we had made it a flex. Mm-hmm. Then I, then it would be different. Then I would have probably taken my quarterback second, third. And I'll be honest, I'm kind of picking between two guys right now. So I have one who's leading, but I'm not certain because age is an issue. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so, so I, again, I'm going a little little bit of youth here, uh, but a, a, a real captain of the team, a real captain of a defense, uh, round up my defensive unit here. Someone's going to rack up a whole lot of tackles. Uh, Alvin Mack from the program, uh, solid inside linebacker. He can kind of show Spike Hammersmith the ropes a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, maybe help transition him, him over to uh, to the linebacker position when he fills out and hits puberty. Mm-hmm. So I think that could work very well. But, uh, you know, Alvin Smith, a very intimidating linebacker. Uh, I don't know yeah. if you've ever seen the, the program or not, but he – there's, like, this one scene where he's, like, talking about – I'm pretty sure it's this movie. He's talking about how uh, one running back or one quarterback on the other side of the ball using uh, Coach Klein's visualization skills. Right. Saying, like, oh – 
oh yeah, you killed my sister, didn't you? Yeah. Or you never called her back or something like that. And then he's like convincing himself and getting himself more and more angry and then just yeah. ends up like roping him. You really got to buy into that stuff. You're going to start talking out loud oh, like that. And I, I imagine that's what happens, like, mm-hmm. especially if you got a veteran uh, you know, NFL player on the defensive end, maybe like a rookie quarterback mm-hmm. trying to call out his plays, maybe a Daniel Jones, right. if you will, Kyler Murray. Right. So now you have... You have your defense filled out. You just don't have your flex and I have one flex coach. and a coach. Flex and a coach. All right, so then I'm going to take my last flex. Just, But, again, it's a tight end, so you're not going to have him on your list. And I don't mm-hmm. know if you knew he was a tight end. Okay. But I'm going to go with Cheeseburger Eddie. Oh, I did see him, but yes. I didn't put him. I didn't know he was a tight end, though, when yes. I saw him on the list. I saw him yeah. listed as a tight end yeah. when I was searching on more than one occasion. So I said, okay, he's the, more than one person has him. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair game. Obviously, Terry Crews is a savage. Terry Crews obviously played was it NFL played college. Yeah, I don't know, I don't if, know if he played he, in the NFL though. I feel like he had at least a training camp invite to the Redskins I mean, or the Giants. He's yoked. He's a savage. I mean, I don't know how big he was back then, but I mean, he's. I don't think he was as shredded as he is now. Right. Just because in football, I mean, just in pro sports, you're not going to be as shredded usually. Though Josh Gordon is a standing contradiction of that. Dude's a freaking freak. Anyways, um, cheeseburger Eddie. Because the other thing is. He's going to help keep everybody in a good mood, too. He's going to have all the food. And he's and he's like a guy who's – this is like a Terry Crews thing in general, I feel like. If you're on his team, he has your back through and through. Mm-hmm. But if you're against a man, you are dead to him. That is not a guy I want to want to piss off. Exactly. But on your team, he's not going to go at you usually, I feel like. Right. So right. I'm taking Cheeseburger Eddie as my flex. Very nice. Okay, so now with our last picks, uh, just to – uh, put the suspense up. Oh, we got. I have one more pick. You left, have head right? coach too. Yeah, yeah. So we have one more pick. I have two. You have one. I have two. You have two. Oh, dude. You, you, okay. Yeah, because I have I have quarterback and defense, and I have to still fill out. Okay, that's right. Because went I went first. Yep. Well, we're gonna build the suspense up a little bit more. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back with our final two picks here. And we're back with two picks left each in the first annual Change My Mind podcast fictional football player draft. It's a working title. It's a mouthful. It's a good one, though. I think I spat it all out. I wasn't even sure if that was going to happen or not. You got it right. Uh, so the, the the clock, I'm on the clock now. You are on the clock. You have two picks left. Jeez, I got head coach, and I got one more flex position. Uh, in a passing league, I, I'm, I'm in a three-receiver league. Uh, oh. I already have three running backs. Uh, so I think I should have another third wide receiver uh, just to, to kind of you know, even things out a little bit. You got another wide receiver in your bag of tricks? Yeah, I do, yes. Uh, give me, uh, again, going uh, super dynasty youth-driven. Oh. Give me Rashid Hot Hands Hannon from the Urbania Little Giants. Uh, and, then, and then again, he gets to learn under Deacon Moss, played by his favorite receiver, uh, you know, uh, uh, Michael Irving. So let me get this straight. You have three Little Giants characters on your team? Yes. Uh, well, some are from, um, well, I, I believe Rashid Rashad Hot Hands Hand. Maybe I'm com- confusing one of them. But anyway, uh, I have three players from the movie The Little Giants. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, that, that's what I was getting at. So Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I think I got I got youth. You can learn from. Oh, you got youth, all right. You know, Jimmy Sanderson, Deacon Moss, and then uh, you know, kind of work his way up in the ranks. And you know, a small, shifty type of guy. Maybe mm-hmm. he can play in the slot. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I really want him going over the middle. <laughs> Probably not. Wes. I think he's 90 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, I think. So. I mean, you could put him across the middle. Bobby Boucher is going to wreck him. Right. Well, maybe I can get him on the bubble screens. Uh, you know, kind of swing passes. Maybe some some jet some jet sweeps. Mm-hmm. 
get, yeah. get creative with it. You get, you're going to have to. All right. <laughs> I'm going to save my defensive position, my defensive player for Alaska. I think it's going to uh, be the, the I can't wait now. The biggest surprise. Uh, is it? Because I, I think the quarterback, the, the fact that you've waited so long on the quarterback. Well, is, I mean, it's just me playing the strategy, Wes. It's just what I got to do. That's now, fair. I, will, I, I don't want to get too heavy on one movie. So that's why that is, that is impacting how I'm going to handle things. That's but no, I'm going to do that. I'm, okay. I'm not going to get. I mean, I'm still going to have three guys from one movie, but I didn't want to have a fourth. That may tip my hand a little bit for my defensive player. So for my quarterback, I'm going to go with a guy who's older. He's kind of um, a replacement, if you will. Oh, and I okay. am going to go with Shane Falco, played by Keanu Reeves. Who just turned fifty five? Did he? Apparently, yes. Looks fantastic. Can, can you believe he's freaking yeah. fifty five years old, dude? I, I really can't. Fifty five. I just interviewed somebody today who was like fifty seven years old. Easily looked like they were fifteen years older than Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I mean, it's the youthfulness of Hollywood. Like we were just saying uh, during our break here, you know, if you're drinking the blood of the youth of America, mm-hmm. maybe that'll keep you young. You just transfuse your uh, young blood in. Yeah, I'd say it's. I believe it's called a blood boy. I think that's like a real thing. Oh, really? Yeah, you just get get yourself a blood boy and you just like switch out your blood. That sounds like something Michael Jackson would be interested in. I think he may have been part of it. Yeah, they, there you go. So yeah, I think I'm pretty. I'm feeling uncomfortable with Shane Falco. I understand age is an issue there, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm putting my faith in him as my wily veteran we've seen with Tom Brady. You know, we have Shane Falco now. Right. In this day and age, assuming he's the age he was back then, I forget if, how old he was, but he was obviously older. You stick him in the league now, he goes in the TB12 method. Who knows? Yeah. And yeah. My, my one concern, he did choke, uh, I believe it was in the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the mm. Sugar Bowl, actually. Uh, and, and he also got beat up a lot. You know, early on, he didn't have much of an offensive line. We're not choosing an offensive right. line here. You got to pray, West, a little bit in this. Right, <laughs> I ended the value pick at the end. <laughs> yes, no, it is. But I will say, quarterback, uh, probably the deepest of uh, yes. any of the positions here. And I will point out because um, I, I think I can speak for you and, and stop me if I'm out of line here. But uh, we have no Friday Night Lights, the TV show. Correct. Uh, characters on that guy. I've never seen the show. Never seen the show. So Riggins that, was the only guy who I thought about because everybody talks about Riggins, but right. I really don't know anything about it. I didn't feel comfortable. So there, uh, I liked Michael B. Jordan's uh, character. Uh, let's see. I'm not sure if I even wrote him down um, as a quarterback, but um, I think his name is Michael. Uh, you know, Friday Night Light fans are going to kill us for that, but he <laughs> was uh, a very much uh, prototypical Willie Beeman type who led. Uh, Coach Taylor to a, I mm-hmm. think a second state title from if I was if my research was correct, but uh, yeah, you, I'm not gonna correct you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll go with it. Yeah, yeah. you're fine. You sound right, West. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you know that what you're talking great. about. I uh, head coach. I need now. I need someone to keep all these guys in line. Yeah, I uh, need a leader of men, uh, someone who uh, has perhaps been in the uh, similar place as some of these other uh, players here. I'm talking about a certain Deacon Moss. Uh, maybe a Demetrius Harris type. Uh, give me Coach Norton, played by Arlie Ermey, from the movie Saving Silverman. Are you familiar wow. with this Wow. Okay, yeah. He's a very he's a Full very Metal convi- Jacket, right? That guy? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He, uh, you know. Listen course, up, maggot! <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he gets, obviously, uh, the two guys who I'm blanking on right now. Uh he gets to kind of guides them through murder. He's already in jail, so he can, uh, you know, be on a certain level with a Deacon Moss, uh, maybe yep. a Demetrius Harris, mm-hmm. uh, who will probably end up in jail with his, uh, you know, crack addiction. Right. <laughs> that is a great. That is. I, I think I, that, I knew it was someone who's kind of like an old school football guy. That's a very interesting pick. Yeah. 
Wow. That I, was, I, that's it. I, I, want, I want someone who's going to bring a little personality. You are Can you creative. imagine those post-game press conferences with him there, by the way? Ooh, God. The exact opposite of Bill Belichick. The exact opposite. Those would be so. Those would be bombastic every single time. Yes. Okay, so as I said before, I was not going to pick uh, four characters from one movie, but I'm not opposed to doing it with three. I am going to go with... I had Julius Campbell, but then obviously the rule of... Um, not someone who's a real life person. Right. I had him on my board originally. I also had Her- Herman Boone on my board. Of course, can't pick either Coach of them. Boone, yeah. Um, those are my only two guys that I would have picked from that movie. Now for defense, this one is is going to be. I don't know the actor's name. I, I forgot. I think I had it somewhere on my computer. But I'm going to go with Turley as my defensive tackle. So that's the guy, the monstrous guy with the long hair mm-hmm. and like the goatee. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, from the longest yard. From the longest yard. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think he's usually just like gangbanger number three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like in, yes. in any sort of movie, like yes. that's the, the role that he plays. I mean, he yeah. doesn't really talk. He breaks that guy's nose. I remember, he broke through my nose. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forget that character's name, but a uh, bald guy. But anyways, um, I mean, he's in, he's in solitary confinement. He's gonna he's gonna destroy any offensive line. He's gonna warrant two guys. Right. He's gonna open it up for Bob Boucher to come right around him, either one side or the other. He's gonna be fine. So I'm gonna stick Bob Boucher in my inside linebacker, and then boom, wherever whatever side you're all set. You're gonna have an opening, and maybe yeah. sometimes you're gonna have Turley get the opening himself. And he's gonna push uh, the record for for Michael Strahan's sack record there, the twenty two and a half. I think yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna be blitzing all the time. I mean, it's just gonna be him, and it's gonna be Boucher. Like you guys are. I mean, obviously the D tackle, but I mean Boucher's gonna be going right behind him every damn time. Yeah. So my other yep. guy who I was thinking about picking from the longest yard was Paul Crew. Of course. Obviously, a very talented quarterback, but also very but there's, crooked. There's so many better quarterbacks. There so are. now I think this is the point in the conversation where we can kind of do uh, some honorable mentions, some guys that we had on the list who did not make it, some guys and girls, actually. You, uh, you hope. Do you have a so – No, you have – the, the people that I that I wanted – that like you took everybody else who I had on my list that I was considering. Okay. I didn't go. I don't. I don't always do that. Like you do. Like pay respects to the movies. I, I should, oh, sure. I well, well, I was thinking Johnny Utah, which was another uh, non-football yeah. movie. Keanu, yeah. Uh, about Keanu Reeves, which, which I think if I had to choose between uh, which Keanu Reeves quarterback I would want, you pick Johnny Utah. It would probably be Johnny Utah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this one was a little bit more of a recent movie. Uh, Joe Kingman played by The Rock in the movie The Game Plan. Yep. I saw uh, he him. played on on the Boston Rebels uh, again. A little little dual threat quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, Flash Gordon, of course. Uh, from, oh, from the movie Flash Gordon, yeah. uh, quarterback I'd for the New York Jets. Flash Screw Flash Gordon. Uh, Joe Joe Kane mm-hmm. uh, from the program, who was a Heisman uh, candidate. Uh, again, has a little little bit trouble. You know, he a lot of these guys have trouble. Yeah, with. yeah, some question marks. Uh, Frank Cushman from Jerry Maguire, who was played by uh, Jerry O'Connell. Mm-hmm. He was a consensus number one pick from SNU. Uh, so he was probably going number one overall, which I believe was to the Denver Broncos. Um, running backs, other running backs that I had, uh, Ray Gr- Gif- uh, Griffin from the program, who was the starter uh, there. And some other, let's see, uh, I had Ricky Jarrett as wi- a wide receiver uh, from the show Ballers. Oh, how is that show? Uh, it's pretty good. I've seen it a couple times. It's like, uh, you know, it's like Entourage for... Football. For football, pretty uh, much. Okay. But this is uh, Denzel Washington Jr., or you know, Denzel's kid, who, really? who's from Black Klansman. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that's pretty cool. Uh, he kind of looks like, like uh, Rich Harden. Rich Harden? Not Rich Harden. 
James Harden? James Harden. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just had a baseball lapse there for a second. <laughs> oh, baseball. Yes, that's right. I was like, who the hell Rich, is I was Rich like, Rich Harden? Harden. No, no. James Harden. Yes. yes. Rich Harden was a solid pitcher, though. Never quit. Yeah, flamed out. Flamed yes. out there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so the flex position, uh, I had Brian Murphy, another tight end uh, from the Washington Sentinels of the replacements, the, oh, so uh, the deaf guy. Yeah. yeah, but again, that was the only one I came up with. Um, also, a, 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 a solid fullback. Guard Dunham from the Allenville Guards, played by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like that, one a good hard nosed power eye, James I can, Devlin. That was a good one. Mike yep. Allstott type. Yep. Uh, some kickers, uh, which we didn't have. There's only two that I found here, so there wasn't a whole lot to choose from. Uh, Nigel Gruff from the Washington Sentinels, uh, the the replacements, the, mm-hmm. the leg, I believe it was called, was smoking cigarettes on the field. Right. Uh, and Lucy Draper from Texas State University, played by Kathy Ireland in the movie Necessary Roughness. Okay. A lot of defensive players. Danny Bateman, uh, the replacements. Uh, yeah. uh, Vontae Mack from Draft Day, uh, who was played by uh, Chadwick Boseman. What a great movie. I never I never saw that. That's <laughs> not worth your time. Uh, Steve Latimer from the program, who was uh, a big roid head. You want to talk about a boring movie? Let's seriously draft day, Wes. Is it? Yeah, it just oh. didn't, didn't do it for me. Oh, yeah, you don't want to see it. I saw it with my family. Uh, yeah, family saw it at home or something like that. And I was like, why, why do you want to watch this movie? You know my stance on Kevin Costner. Yeah, uh, well, that's yeah, I'm Team Ripken all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Becky Icebox O'Shea with the little Giants, nice inside linebacker. Mm, ice, yeah. Uh-huh. All my defensive players that I would think of are Waterboy, and I didn't want oh, to take Oh, okay. Him. That's then, fair enough. There's, there's a kicker, too, where he he imagines the football as they claim. Oh, Swinton. yes. Yeah, that's a, okay. That's another one right there. That's oh, a pretty good one, yeah. the guy from um, Brucey from Longest Yard, too? You can tell which my favorite football player I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty clear. Uh, Andre Krim, uh, played by Sinbad, who is a defensive player in the movie Necessary Roughness. Sinbad. Uh, Luther Shark LeVay from Any Given Sunday, uh, who was played by LT. Uh, Eric Olchek, Olzik, uh, I couldn't pronounce his last name, but he's from, he's the inside linebacker from Playmakers. He's the lead guy in that show, actually. Uh, and then a couple of uh, head coaches, uh, Eric Taylor, Friday Night Lights, Sam Winters from the program, Jimmy McGinty, uh, who, of course, uh, why am I blanking on his name right now, uh, from The Replacements. I can't remember. Gene it. Hackman. Thank I, you. Yeah, I just yeah. saw a picture of him. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Coach Klein, who you got there. So this just about rounds it out. And if, you, if we missed any, you know, of course, uh, please send it our way at Change My Mind Pod or at, you know, Fry underscore Guy One or even if you must, uh, Wesley Sykes underscore. Real quick, I got hung up on a sin, the Sinbad mention. Mm. There mm-hmm. was a – so the, I know who Sinbad is, but there was a show called Sinbad too, right? It was like with Xena, Warrior Princess and stuff too? I think so. Because so, I watched that show as a kid and I – No relation. Yeah, no, 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 no. I just want to make sure because for like I hear more about the Sinbad, the actor, entertainer, right. than I do – obviously, I can understand why versus the show. But I it got to a point where I was doubting myself that that show ever existed, and I was no, messing so it's up like one her- of those like um, Shazam and uh, like it's Hercules like, is who I kind of Hercules like was another one, but I'm trying to think of it's almost like a um, what is what does Tim always say? About oh, the Bernstein Mandela, Bears, the Mandela, Mandela effect. effect. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like one of those things. I yeah, think. it's almost like been willed out of existence because of it's strange. Anyways, but I think there was a lot of crossover between Hercules. Uh, maybe uh, and then Xena and, and Simbad. I think they did like a USA oh, they crossover did. event. Oh, Hercules was in their universe. I think so. Oh, I thought he was like Hercules, like 
or esque, however you want to say it. It could be. There was a bunch of crossover with him and Xena, though. Yeah, I think I think we're I think we're in the ballpark. I think we're right around it. I feel like that was middle school. Your middle school, my elementary school. Right. Yeah, Yeah. that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, But Wes, we don't just draft uh, fantasy. We don't just draft fantasy football fictional fantasy football teams. No, we don't. Um, Although we do do that a lot. We do do that. I've done that three times now. Yeah. Uh, but we've had other stuff going on. What else has been on your mind leading up to this show? <sighs> it's been, it's been Hurricane Dorian, oh. uh, and purely for selfish reasons. Uh, you know, obviously, my T's and P's are with the people in the Bahamas right now, but uh, my real T's and P's are, are just stay away from Nassau, uh, Nassau of the Bahamas, because my honeymoon is there in two weeks, uh, a little bit more, maybe three weeks now. Two weeks from the wedding, three weeks from the uh, honeymoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been watching the radar and the Doppler and everything like that. And it's just so it's, it's apparently, you know, of course, the Category 5 storm. It's all over the northern Bahamas and Nassau is a little bit more of the southern. Like I was showing you the radar yeah. before uh, we, we, you know, got to recording here. And it's like missed it by like a centimeter, you know, whatever that means to scale. Like, I, I oh, don't yeah. Know. But you can just barely see Nassau and then everything else is the hurricane and everything like all the off flow it made no sense. Like you are so right now. I'm not even gonna say that. You just I'm well, gonna, I'll, you know, I'll knock on wood because this this was my been my greatest concern uh, since we booked the trip. You know, about a year ago. How can it not be? Uh, it's obviously hurricane season. We are even susceptible to it up in the northeast here. Right. Uh, and this is like prime hurricane season, as you can tell. It's like they're only on letter D. They got the whole rest of the alphabet to work its way through in hurricane season, mm-hmm. right? So. Um, does it start over every year? Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this is the fourth one that's shown. Okay. And I think it. the last like time there was a Category 5 storm, it was like Irma, Katrina, Sandy. You know, like, yeah. so some of the big the ones that we remember. There was. I don't know if Sandy was a Category 5, but I know Hurricane Irma and Katrina were. You'll never forget. You never forget for Katrina. I mean, geez, right. there's oh, yeah. so much with that. Yeah, I think this was like right around the anniversary. Uh Jeez, I don't even know when it was. I don't know if it was like 14 years ago. When it's the 14 year anniversary of Kanye West saying uh, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Next oh, to, yeah, that's uh, right. Ne- Mike- next to Mike Myers. And yeah. Mike, you just see him like turn to Shrek. He's like, <laughs> his face, his whole face, just like, I want nothing to do with this right now. Yeah, I'm not a big Kanye guy. I'm really not. I uh, like his music. Uh, the person could be frustrating. You know, I'm the first person to say when it comes to athletes, you know, you can still like a guy even though you don't like the or girl, yeah. no matter what they're like off the court or field. But when it's music, when it, everything you're singing about is about emotion. It's kind of personal. Things, yeah. yeah, it's a lot more personal. It just So to me, I can't get behind someone like Kanye who's just such a bizarre human. I can't begin to understand. Unlike pretty much every other singer, like or, or rapper or whatever, like I just whatever. Anyways, um, leading up to this show, Nick West, Fryer doesn't care about Kanye West. Is yes, that, that's what you're saying. Pretty much, yes. yeah. I um, it used to be I disliked him, and now it's just I don't care. Okay, Kanye, great, good, yeah, good for you. Go here's your doggy treat. Go in the corner and go do your thing. Um, uh, I'm an apologist. I am a Kanye apologist. <laughs> he's just he's just so angry man i've just i mean so and he can be i mean there's some disrespectful people out there way worse than him but it's just something about having that role that i just don't like i mean look at jay-z i mean he's a beast man i oh, mean sure yeah you know i mean and i get he's pissing off football players now because his whole thing with the nfl and and what's going it's on a there business decision He's making money. He wants yeah. to own a team. This is how he, he gets in. Yeah, uh, you're right about that. You're right in regards to that. I mean, I can understand why some of the guys would get frustrated with him, but 
I, I don't know. It's just a whole, it's all a mess. Anyways, I don't I don't really want, care to get into. It. I guess I don't care about Kanye. Yes, um, that's fair. So for me, leading up to this, so I was, you know, I was moving in my brother this weekend for, uh, he's in, down in Connecticut, he's moving places and stuff, and that was um, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Connecticut's a pretty awful state, though. Uh, I'm not, a, I mean, he, it's, it doesn't you do drive it. through, you drive through 95, I'm assuming? Yeah, you know, 95, was being, coming home was brutal, and it was like, it was just to merge into two lanes. Yeah. Like, what the hell? There's I thought traffic it was all accident. the time on yeah, that. Yeah, that, in that regard, is brutal. Going down, I didn't have, I eh, know, I had traffic too. There's a spot in Providence, man, every single time when it turns into 95. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the hell is going on? But in the course of it all, I did have a time, a little bit of time to catch up on uh, some Van Helsing, the show. Oh, yes. I love that show. <laughs> and that is on, the, the the third season is on Netflix now for those who weren't following along. I believe it was on sci-fi. Um, oh, man. V- Vanessa Van Helsing and her sister is Skylar. And I forget who the lead male is. But, oh, those two are absolutely gorgeous. Total badasses. Vanessa's a little bit off her rocker for those who follow along. Either way, she's a little bit nuts. And uh, I can't. I mean, I'm, I may – I got to do some work after you leave, but I'm probably going to try and watch at least one more episode tonight. Well, you keep it on the background, perhaps, or is that something mm-hmm. that, that uh, no takes – Oh, you want all your yeah. – right. No, you know my background show is, is, is uh, Castlevania. <laughs> I was going to say, according to Jim, <laughs> it's been a while since I've, we brought that up on the I've, podcast I've here. moved up in the world to Castlevania. Okay, um, back back on – is this your third or fourth viewing? Oh, I mean, when I – I don't I mean – I've actually watched it twice. I'll okay. leave it on just as background noise, and I've done that more than once. Okay. I mean, more, more than more than when I say more than more than like three times. I just I just leave wow. it on there. It's it's thirty minutes, so it just like it keeps going. It just flows into it the keeps next. Playing. Yeah, yeah. You I'm just, not. You just hit. Yes, I am still watching, and then go about your work. Again. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not that much of a lunatic. Everybody, I, I promise. <laughs> I swear. That is still up for debate. Yeah. And we will debate that next week. <laughs> uh, that will be next week's topic uh, on Change My Mind. Nick is or is not a lunatic. I think the the more appropriate title will be on a scale of one to ten. Uh-huh. Like on, it'll, it'll, it's a scale. You know, right. you're all on a spectrum. We'll bring we'll bring Brendan into and Tim, and then I'll just sit here and just wear it the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it'll just be a case. You know, like, now for my next uh, witness, I'll oh, bring yeah. up Tim Weisberg and then. Jeez, that would be something. <laughs> next week's episode, though, two BD. To be determined. To be determined. TBD. To be determined. Yes. Yeah, I, I was like, do I say something this time? To be. No. I, always call me out when I speak. I try to let it yeah. slide. You don't call me out, so that's why, like, I try to be. Nice. But I don't think you're. I think you're a little bit more polished on the radio. Uh. Or you're with the mic in front of you. I don't. I don't know if I'd say that. No, but see, you do a different. You do. You have a different role than I do, Wes. You have to. You present everything for us. Yeah, that's so true. So you're put on the spot. I mean, when I when I present, I've gotten better. But when I present stuff, that's where you usually see me just like... <laughs> <laughs> when you have something that you have like, prepared, knowing <laughs> I want to Prepa- hit X, pre- Y, and Z. Yeah, I mean, you like you talked about, like you did the Joker thing. You're laying everything out, help, giving everybody the information so yeah. that I can react and you can react. I don't like doing that as much. I've gotten better at it, but I don't like it as much. That I feel there, like that area, is where it's really easy to screw up for me and I think yeah. in general for people. Because when you're just talking like we do for 90% of the show... It's just BS, and you don't do that when right. You're we're through. just having conversation. Yeah, it's like I have to recite this. It's in front of me. Maybe maybe that's just me. I don't know. Again, I'm a lunatic apparently. So I have a tough time reading too. So that's also my thing. Yes, words are not really our thing, which is tough. No, yeah, we, we we picked an interesting line of work. And you think you're hot shit because you know words, right? What, what movie is that from? 
I don't know. It's a sports movie, actually. Is it? It's from Benchwarmers. <laughs> oh, when, I don't think I've seen that, though. Yeah, you're, again, you're not missing much. It's pretty much the only... It's uh, Sean Salisbury that actually says the oh, line. Oh, okay. Yes, nice. he's... Good for him. He's a little odd in that movie. Yeah, I think he's odd in general. I tend to agree. And on that note, I think we should end it there at Sean Salisbury talk. Uh, one last thing. Uh, you think you're hot <laughs> shit, but you ain't nothing but cold diarrhea. That was uh, the comeback that we were off to say to one another. My friends in college. Oh. When I say we. Oh, uh, I think you, you, you told me that. Yeah. I forgot. I'm sorry. I forgot that. Yeah. Well, that's it. You can, you can put that in the back Shal- pocket. Sean Salisbury and diarrhea, a match made in heaven. Have a good week, folks.